0: I will sing with the Spirit and I will sing with the understanding.
1: This is a time to let your Spirit sing. We worship you, Lord. Shandala Mikai Andorolikai. Frondorome Kai Andorolikai. Frondoromikai Andoromandeleki. Frando la mara andari kai kai onda la macai andoro marando. Scendi le mi kai kai andoro, di kai kai li di Frando mi koi kai di kai, ori andoro mi kai kayando Andorodi we love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Ore yandire di kai kai ando misi kai. Friend dera lo landoroma. Ore yandire di kai kai andoroma. lokumi. We worship you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We sing with our spirit, and we worship you. From under me, quake, I under me, quake, I under a deep, I from under me, quake, I under I under a deep, I under a low break of Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah! Oh, we love you, Lord. Oh, we love your presence, Lord. We love your presence, Lord. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. Oh, Ma, see, Ma. Ora me latari ki, shara mori ki, atara bukui. Fro ora me riinda ri kui ka I'm sorry, I'm just not
0: going to leave this presence for a moment. I'm not sorry either. I'm just not going to lie in
1: church. Fro ora marandari kui, o la 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 ki, ora marandorosi. Stacy, lead with your voice, so I
0: don't have to with
2: mine. <laughs> God, I'm not.
1: Oh we love your presence. We love your presence. We love your presence. Let us live in your presence all the time. Let us live in this presence. Some
0: are watching and saying Well this is strange I've never seen this before What the church today calls strange My early church called normal And you will see more unusual things than this As my spirit Takes over the services And brings the mind of my father to fruition Right before your eyes think not these things are strange (laughs) I'm laughing because I saw a picture, what he thinks is strange is churches that don't do this now he loves them, I don't mean to he loves them but we're moving into a new era we're moving into the end of the end times where the father once again is going to have his way Uh, He'll be doing the works through you. Well, you can be
1: seated. I've
0: been reading about Azusa Street again. And one of the things that really stood out, there's so many things that stood out, but they would have singing in the Spirit just almost begin spontaneously. And I don't know how much is edited off of the message, but in our worship today, right near the end of it, Stacy began singing in the Spirit, worship leader Stacy. And I've, what was interesting, right before she started doing that, The mind of Christ was dropping in me like if they didn't do that, I was going to ask them to continue playing and I was going to do it. But see, stay, our worship leader hears God, you know. Started singing in the Spirit and I joined in. I say, I think one of the reasons that he's doing this when I'm here, when, you know, so you can, you see, that way you're forced to hear me sing. And after you hear me sing, you know, you have no excuses. (laughs) You have no excuses. If he'll receive my singing in the Spirit, he'll receive your singing in the Spirit. And if you couldn't feel that presence that come in, it was really there through the whole worship. But to me, it intensified as we worshiped him in Spirit. And it is Scripture, I will sing with the Spirit. I will sing with the understanding also. I will pray in the Spirit, and I will pray with the understanding also. And we're headed for what the term he's given me is just we're headed for Jesus meetings. The kind, exactly the kind that he did on planet Earth while he was here, because he's still here. He's just here in a different way now. It's here through us. But I, I again, I, and I don't get when I say this. I don't mean he doesn't love the church. He loves anywhere that they're preaching Jesus and preaching the cross, okay, and being born again. But. I think he he attends many of the services and goes I don't recognize that that's that's not a Jesus meeting that's not the kind that I run where my father never gets to work where the Holy Spirit never gets to move so uh, try not to be offended if that is the first time for you if you've never seen anything like that before you're going to see a lot stranger
1: things than that
0: and we're all okay with that. How I many's okay with that? I'm I'm totally
1: okay with that.
0: Again, Azusa Street. Sometimes that singing in the spirit would break out, and it would go on for hours. And I said, uh, it was especially not not re, not exclusively to those times, but especially during those times is when the fire department would show up, <laughs> because people just walking down the street or they would see to them the building was on fire. They saw flames coming from the top of the church and they'd call the fire department. But of course it wasn't real flames, it was spiritual flames. It was manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Again, they uh, 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 that glory cloud, it wasn't there. Some people said they saw it all the time and maybe they did. But all of the people saw it some of the time. And they said it would come in and it'd just be so, like, sometimes it'd be like a fog. Sometimes it would be more stronger than that and hover about, you know, like a fog. If we had a fog layer like three feet down here, you know, from the floor up about three feet. And the the kids loved to play hide-and-seek in it. Yeah, they'd go, said they'd run into it and you'd see it swirl. God, give us some of that. I'll go play hide-and-seek in it. Praise God, well, his mind hasn't changed. On
1: um,
0: uh, by the way, it's good to be back. It was not COVID nineteen. I got tested. Uh, Sue got sick about two or three days after me, and she's about two or three days behind me in recovery. She almost came today, but we'll be. We're back at full strength here really quick. Thank you for your love and your prayers, and even around the world. Thank you, thank you. Okay. So, <clears throat> picking up where I left off a few weeks ago, <laughs> we're going to continue on with uh, the name of Jesus because he keeps showing me a little bit more about this. Because we have to understand when we go into warfare really who we are, where we're from, why we're here, who has the authority, who does not have the authority who has the power who does not have the power so I myself have taught many messages and I've heard many messages taught about the power in the name of Jesus how many know there's power in the name of Jesus And because of his obedience who humbled himself and became in fashion as a man and then humbled himself even more even to the obedience of the cross God has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name so I recently taught that in one of the lessons that I do online, um, pretty much the way I've always taught it, and it's good, but then the Lord said, next week I want you to teach the rest of it, or no, he said, I want you to teach it at a, uh, a higher level. I said, Lord, I'd be happy to do that, I just don't know what the higher level is. <laughs> I just, you know, I didn't know, so... He started, like He always does, sending me back, bringing me verses, and having me go back and search the Scriptures. And I'm just going to quickly review, because I think we've already had two lessons on this, and this might be the third one on the name of Jesus. He took me all the way back, really, to even before the Garden, before the Garden of Eden, and had me do a study on the enemies of, of God, the enemies of Christ. And, uh, of course, today we would say the number one enemy of Christ is Satan. Satan, though, was not always Satan. If you go back before the garden, even before the creation, he was Lucifer in heaven. And uh, he was very handsome, very beautiful creature. It says he was full of pipes. If you look in the commentaries, it's talking about worship would come up, music. He had all, he was created. You've got to remember, angels do not procreate. They are created. Okay, they are created full grown. They don't have reproduction parts. (laughs) Okay. All right. So a lot of your teaching about giants from the Old Testament is wrong. Just know that. Angels did not procreate with women. I don't care who says that. They they don't have the equipment for that. So Lucifer was a high, high angel. And it says he was the cherub that covereth. And because of that wording there, it's like an arch, many think, I can't, I couldn't quite prove it, at least if it's there, I haven't found it yet, many think he was an archangel on the same class, same level with Gabriel and Michael, they're archangels, very powerful angel, this is not just your normal angel, Lucifer, in the beginning, he is a high up angel with lots of supernatural power. And again, I'm just going to recap a little bit and then get to where he wants to go today. But in fact, he was so beautiful and so t- talented and had so, such an anointing that it got to him. And it says pride was found in him. And somehow he got it in his mind that he was going to exalt himself above God. I kept asking the Lord, can you give me an analogy of what that's really like? See, because angels are created things. How many knows by default the creator is greater than the createe? But this createe thinks somehow he is going to exalt himself above the throne of the creator. And I kept saying, Lord, what would be an analogy? How could I, how can we relate to that? And the simplest thing he gave me, he says, that'd be like your dog walking in one day could talk to you. So give me the keys to the car. I'm taking over the car from now on. I'll do all the driving. You sit in the back. Now that's just about how ridiculous. If you don't think pride doesn't make you stupid, think again. But that, that thought got into the devil, a created being, not even in the same class as God. You know, it's way down. Even though he's an archangel, way down. This is a, it's like, it's on, it's just two different levels completely. But he is a master deceiver. What amazes me, he got a third of the angels to go in rebellion with him. Like we can win. Uh, my dog is not getting the keys to my car. I had to th- you know, God has to be going. Do they do what, what, and what, what? And you... Well, the end result, Lucifer becomes Satan cast out of heaven next time we see him next, you know, we, he's on planet earth God made the earth and we could go all of through Genesis and everything he made was very good and then he made Adam made him in his own image and from this rib from the DNA of Adam he made woman and he called them both man Adam and Eve he called them man but he said they're made in my image okay now, you got to understand that the uh, something happened when, when uh, Lucifer became Satan and fell from heaven. He was stripped of a lot of his power right there. Now, I'm going to go ahead and fast forward this. See, one angel, you can read it in the Old Testament, one angel, doesn't even call him an archangel, just one angel in the Old Testament slew in one night 185,000 plus of a certain army. One angel. Now get it straight, one angel can kill human beings. If that, if that means anything, right? But see, Jesus told us Satan, he was a murderer from the beginning. Well, why didn't he just murder Cain? If that angel in the Old Testament, one that's not been stripped of his power, if he can, if he can kill 185,000 of the army in a single night, it's obvious Satan wants Abel killed, murdered. Well, why doesn't Satan murder him? Because he can't. See, he's been stripped of that kind of power. Again, I'm, I'm just following. Jesus said to the Pharisees in the New Testament, You do the deeds of your father." And, of course, they didn't believe it. They said, well, our father's God. He said, if your father was God, you'd love me and believe me. No, you are of your father, the devil. And they were murdering through different... They weren't walking up and sticking a knife in people. But through false doctrine, they were extorting, murdering, stealing. We'll go back to the garden again. Why, well, it's obvious that Satan wanted Abel off the earth. Why didn't he just kill him like the angel that killed the 185,000? He, he couldn't. We've got to understand, even from the beginning, Lucifer was never in the same class as God. And when I say God, I'm saying Jesus right on his right hand. Before he became the Word and after he's He's still right back where he started. Only now his form has changed forever. And now he has merged with you. He, he, he is the man, God, the God-man. See, we're seated at his level not at Satan's level well so in order to murder Abel in order for his deeds to be accomplished just like Jesus said you do the deeds of your father he got Cain to do the deeds of Satan and Cain murdered Abel now after that you know you know when that happened you talk about a murderer in that one deception satan murdered an entire species because they died didn't they now, they died spiritually he murdered a whole species with a lie no wonder god no wonder jesus says father thy word is truth See, and if you don't believe the truth, you will believe a lie. Well, through that deception, Adam, you know, Eve was tempted, but Adam sinned. Adam chose. When he chose to believe what Satan said, that means he chose not to believe what God said so what he's really doing it's treason I have a message called the high treason of Adam if you never heard it you ought to hear it but when he chose to believe and go the, what, to what Satan said thou shalt not surely die by that action he called God a liar that's why it's really dangerous to be moved by what you see The just shall live by faith faith in what? faith in God's word which means faith in God. Don't be moved by what you see. Be moved by your faith. Be moved by what? Man shall live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Now there's the life of faith right there. But I don't care. Thank God. Again. <laughs> okay, so after that judgment, not only did mankind die spiritually, but it corrupted all of nature. Uh, it affected the whole universe, if you want to know the truth. Even not, not just our world, but the entire known, well, even unknown universe. It affected it all. That's why God had to raise up the, a second man, the last Adam. Jesus Christ, who would die in the place of the first Adam. And I mean the whole species. In God's mind, that species has already died. In God's mind, there's only one king on the planet and that's Christ in you well getting back to Jesus first humbled himself left that position at the right hand of God humbled himself to become I can't imagine the humbling, the obedience that that would take I mean you talk about having it made in the shade in heaven no fear, no sickness, no death no crying, no poverty, no anything Yet the Father wanted him to come here. Jesus humbled himself and allowed himself to be stripped. Well, it says really it wasn't stripped. I like how it says he emptied himself and became in fashion as a man. What that means is it doesn't mean he ever was not God. He is God in the flesh. He is Emmanuel with us. But he he emptied himself of all of his ability to function as God. Became in fashion, found in fashion as a man. But even as a man, then he humbled himself all the way to the obedience of the cross. And because of that, then now God has highly exalted him. See, Jesus himself has been all the way through the glorification process. He is, he, he's already wearing his glorified body. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. If you want to see what he looks like now, you got to read Revelations chapter 1 and look how he appeared to John. And John, if any of the apostles knew Jesus, it was John. John said about himself, I'm the one that he loves. (laughs) I always wondered what the other apostles thought about that. Now there's Peter over there, there's James, but I'm the one that he loves. (laughs) Find out more about that in heaven. But I'm just saying, if anybody knew, John was the one that would rest his head on Jesus' chest sometime... Hear the heartbeat of God, you know. Boy. Anyway. It gives me chills. Just to think. I've got a friend, another minister, who says, John's going to have to move over half of that chest is his. <laughs> and I told him, you're going to get a third because I'm going to be in there somewhere. <laughs> Hallelujah. But see, what we don't realize even after Lucifer was no longer Lucifer and cast down to the earth, and then whatever power he had when he tempted Adam and Eve, he didn't have the power to murder, apparently, directly. But even after that judgment, even after that, there was another judgment. After Adam and Eve sinned and the earth was... In that judgment, Satan was stripped again. And now he's brought down, Dave would say it like this, in the King James it says, you're, you're going to have to eat the dust of the earth. And he says... Dave would teach us what that really means is he's being stripped of even more of his power that he's going to be limited to the things of the earth he does not have that supernatural power anymore now I I do have one verse hopefully I'm still cued to it go to Revelations chapter 20 this is new and while you're turning there I'm going to do a little more review a little
1: more So when I was teaching on this
0: before, what he was showing me is how far above Christ is. We, we, because of the battles that we are in, the church has almost put Satan on the same level with Jesus, like it's a warfare between these two. And it's, it's, that is just absolutely not the case. Jesus, the God-man, the man-God, is seated at the right hand of the Father in heaven. There is no higher place of authority. There is no higher place of power. And Satan is, he's been, he's no longer an archangel. He's no longer has his supernatural power. He has been stripped of all of his, uh, supernatural power. He is limited to the things of the earth. And yet we keep, we keep thinking that he's so powerful. And like, oh, I gotta resist in the name of Jesus. Hey, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, even before Jesus is glorified, all he does is walk up to the madman of Gadara, and this guy's got like 2,000 devils in him. You know we know that because like two thousand pigs ran off the cliff, right? This guy's he's can you say packed? (laughs) This guy is wall to wall devils. When those devils see Jesus, all they do they just see him coming. Now it says he was already rebuking, but they just see him coming and those devils are terrified. Have you come to torment us before the time? I'm surprised Jesus didn't go yes, but He didn't really torment them, but boy, he cast them out, didn't he? And it didn't matter that there was 2,000 of them. God, he's trying to get us to where we understand we walk at that same level. We are seated within the Spirit. We are seated with him at the right hand of God. And when you walk in the room, devil should tremble in fear. My, my, my. Well since then I've taught that we're right up I think where we were then during my vacation (laughs) during my absence I still pray what I can you know now he showed me another one go to go to uh, Revelations 20 and I saw uh, verse 1 I saw an angel everyone say an angel does it say archangel does it say Jesus an angel, come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand, and he laid he, he who, an angel, and he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil, and Satan, and bound him a thousand years. Stop for a minute. Stop. Who's doing this? Amen. An angel. I did an. In, I went, see because of several of the commentaries, which I don't, but I'll check them. You know, main, anyway, several of the commentaries say that. Well, this angel. This had to be Jesus. Listen, the person writing this is John the Revelator, John, who's already seen Jesus in chapter one. And in we're in chapter 20 now. And in this vision, all these visions, he has seen Christ more than once. He has seen angels more than once. I believe John knows the difference between Christ and an angel. And I think it's in there on purpose. An angel. Pick one. Pick the least one. Pick any of them that has not been stripped of their power. And any one of them can bind him for a thousand years. And angels are not on the same class. They are not seated at the right hand of the Father. You are. You are. An angel. Just pick one. Who's strong enough to do the job? Look around the heaven. God's looking around. Well, just pick one. Because I haven't stripped these of their power. I'm going to give that one. We'll just... Joe Angel, right there. There he is. Here, Joe, come here. Now, I'm going to give you the key to the bottomless pit. Here's a chain. Go bind the devil for a thousand years. Yes, sir. Joe Angel. (laughs) An angel. Dear Lord, now when the Bible says there be more than be with us and be with him. Oh, my goodness. My goodness. I talked too long and it went black. There it is. Okay. First, let's just read it again. It's just too good. I saw an angel. On my printed Bible at home now, I've got quotes there. Make sure I don't forget that. An angel. Come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years. And cast him into the bottomless pit. And shut him up. And set a seal upon him. That he should deceive the nations no more. Till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that he must be loosed a little season. And it's a lesson for another day. The point today is. Satan is the least among angels. And demons. Demons. The demons or the fallen angels under him they're under your feet, yes, sir, Luke ten verse one. After these things, the Lord appointed other seventy also, and sent them two and two before His face into every city and place, whether He Himself would come. Now these are the seventy-two, and these we don't, most of, we don't even have the names of these. These are no names. This is—they're not in the. These are not fivefold. These are not apostles or anything. These are not part. The, no names. Therefore, said He unto Him, the harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Pray you therefore, the Lord of the harvest, that he would send forth laborers into his harvest. Go your ways. Behold, I send you forth as lambs among wolves. Carry neither purse nor scrip nor shoes and salute no man by the way. In other words, I'll take care of you. Now there's other times later he told, he told another group, take stuff with you. So don't make formulas out of this. Develop a relationship with the Lord. Find out what he's saying to you. And into whatsoever house you enter First say peace be to this house And if the son of peace be there Your peace shall rest upon it If not it shall return to you again And in the same house remain Eating and drinking such things as they give Now by the way Whether that's monkey brains and soup Whether it's raw fish in South Korea Whether it's things in your bowl That are still moving
1: Blessed in the name of the Lord Hallelujah.
0: (laughs) Eating and drinking such things as they give, for the laborer is worthy of his hire. Go Go not from house to house. And then to whatsoever city you enter, and they receive you, eat such things as are set before you. Now here we go. Does he say pray for the sick? Thank you. Now he does not say pray for the sick, does he? Heal the sick that are therein. Say unto them, The kingdom of God has come nigh unto you. Now, I am not speaking an opposite message to Alan's this morning. Uh, I, I have done this. In the early days, when I was still in the trucks, I would read these passages and my zeal would rise up. And we, they had these rest areas going to California. and going, I remember one specific incident. I was just before I got into... Oh, I can't think of the name of that town right now. But anyway, it's the next town I remember is Ludlow. It's roughly 20 miles, and there's not even so much as a water spigot between this rest area and Ludlow. So that's a good place to stop and relieve yourself. So I did that. <laughs> and on the way back to the truck, just walking out of there, there's a lady in a wheelchair. And I've been meditating a word. And I'm telling you with a, I so expected that woman to get out of that chair. Now she didn't approach me, I approached her, I did exactly what Alan's talking about. This isn't, and this is just one of many cases. We have already paid our dues, haven't we Alan? We've already found out what doesn't work. Right, people coming and going didn't matter to me. Lady, do you care if I pray for you? God is gonna raise you up out of that chair. Right now, in the name of Jesus. And I believed it. Well, I believe that I believed it. I thought that I believed it. But just like Alan said this morning, if you pray for somebody like that and they don't get out of the chair. They don't get healed. God did not send you. You did that on your own. And that's exactly what I did. And I, I don't even remember what, I was so embarrassed. I was so surprised that she did not get healed. I felt totally defeated. You should have, I should have recorded all the thoughts I had during that next hour driving to Ludlow. Uh, you're not even a Christian. You're not saved. Uh, you've done, you live, you and Sue live too long in the world. God's not forgiving you. You're not, not even going to heaven. You're going, I mean, by the, within the next hour after that failure, the devil had me going to hell. I felt like such a failure. And I'm sure I hurt that I mean she was not better off after I when I prayed for her. She's worse off. Because she had to be thinking the same thoughts. Well, why wouldn't God heal me? That guy obviously believes God would, but God didn't. Doesn't he love me? I must be no good. She probably wound up in you know in her thinking in hell too. So I'm not coming against I don't want you to think I'm against what Alan's teaching at all. What I'm what I'm for is the message of the prayer center. That there is a metamorphosis possible where all of us caterpillars can go through that process and come out as butterflies, transformed into the image of Christ and able to do the same works. Amen. But that doesn't take away. We're never going to get there if we lower the bar. So we have to keep preaching the bar and leave it right where Jesus put it. Because when he says, when he sends out his laborers into the field, what does he tell them? Heal the sick. Don't just pray for them. Heal them. He wouldn't say anything different to me today. If I was driving, If he knew I was driving to that same truck stop and that woman was there, he would still tell me, heal the sick. Because that's the truth. My job is to conform to it to where I really believe it. Okay. And say unto them, the kingdom of God has come nigh unto you, but into whatsoever city you enter and they receive you not. <laughs> Go your ways out into the streets of the same and say, even the very dust of your city which cleaves on us, we do wipe off against you. Notwithstanding, be you sure of this, that the kingdom of God has come nigh unto you. But I say unto you that it shall be more tolerable in that day for Sodom than for that city. Well, that's pretty... Now, see, what we've done, we've... Well, they didn't receive my testimony, my ministry, my preaching about Jesus. I'm going to wipe the dust of that city right off of my feet. Problem is, did you heal the sick? Did you sow them something or just tell them something? Did you do what Jesus said in another place? It says, heal the sick, cast out devils, and raise the dead. Did you do that, church? If you didn't, you sure don't have any right to be wiping the dust of that city off your feet. You haven't even preached the gospel yet. See, Jesus said, this gospel shall be preached unto all the world. This gospel, the one that he preached, and he did it in demonstration of the Spirit and in power. Now he goes on here to the woes, <laughs> but let's come to Luke ten seventeen for sake of time. So these the seventy, they go out, the seventy the return of the seventy two, so I guess there's seventy two of them. These seventy two go out and they they do what Jesus said and they come back and now he wants a report. So this verse 17, the seventy returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. Can you hear the surprise in that verse? It's almost like, Lord, are you aware? <laughs> we were shocked. Are you shocked? <laughs> The devils are subject
1: unto us
0: through, the, through your name. Say it with me. The devils are subject to me through his name. The devils are subject to me through his name. I did a word study years ago on that where it says our subject. And it simply means they have to obey what you say. They have to, you're the, you're the one in authority there. Now, Jesus, He said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. And you can preach that two different ways. One of them that's the most common is, yes, I saw in the spirit while you were out there ministering, and I, I saw everywhere that you went, I saw Satan falling from heaven, like, you know, could be. But I honestly think what he was saying there, he's going all the way back to pre Genesis. Because if you look up that word heaven, it's the same word that Paul used when he said, I was caught up to the third heaven. Same word. Jesus is going, see, see, this is just almost funny to me because of the dog in the car. See, what this means to me now is like they're just astonished. That the devils are subject to them through his name. And he's going. Why are you so surprised? I saw.
1: Can I modernize?
0: I saw that dude. (laughs) I saw him kicked out of heaven before the creation of the world. He has been stripped of his authority. Of course he's subject to you just like your dog is subject to you. That's why. That's really why he's saying, verse 19, he said, Behold, I give unto you power, now that's the word authority, to tread on serpents and scorpions. Now get this, and over all the power, that's dunamis of the enemy. All of it. Say it with me, all of, it. all of it. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Devils have no power to hurt you. If they try to hurt you, they got to come through some person. Some way he had to come through Cain to kill Abel. Same way these same ones that he's preaching to here, they're gonna they're gonna wind up murdering Jesus. He has to do it through them. Thank God Jesus didn't stay there. So to him, it's like this is almost a no-brainer, is the reason he words it. See, verse 20, the way it's been preached traditionally, it's almost taken away some of the power. Because he says, notwithstanding in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. And it's almost like, see, you need to focus on the new birth and not the devils. But Jesus sent them out to cast out devils. He sent them out to heal the sick. Same mission he did. Who went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. And really the reason he's saying it the way he does, is like, Why are you so astonished that this created creature and the ones under him that has been stripped of authority, stripped of power, stripped of authority, stripped of power more than once? Why are you surprised those devils are subject to you in my name? Because they're not even in the same class. They're not, it's again, it's creator and createe what I want you to rejoice in and of course at that moment it that was prophetic to us rejoice that your names are written in heaven well that is number one to be born again I don't want to cast out bells on earth and go to hell at the end do you? no it is number one prophet Isaiah and I didn't bring it with me but the prophet Isaiah maybe I did just a minute see if I have it with me or not nope. you'll have to look it up for yourself homework you can look up the word narrowly in a King James Bible and find it real easy because it says the day is going to come when we're going when Satan is bound in that bottomless pit It says the days are going to come when we get to walk by and look at Him. It says we're going to narrowly look on Him, which means like... And it goes something like this. I'm paraphrasing. No, that can't be. That creature that's bound right there, one angel bound Him. No, no, that can't be the one that destroyed the nations. That, That can't be Him. Look at that pitiful creature. And I was, this time when I was going through that and I was thinking, all the people that are already in hell who served Satan, aren't they going to be horrified when they see their king bound in heaven just like when they see their king bound in hell, same place they are. And they find out their king was no king at all. And really this is the compliment to Alan's message because these kind of understandings have to become normal to us. We are seated in Christ at the right hand of God. Not just above, far above every name that is named. I also had time during the last two weeks to blow the dust off of my Smith Wigglesworth books. I read that story again. I think Alan alluded to it a week or two ago. And this was while Smith, he wasn't even in full-time ministry yet. He was still a plumber. But he got appendicitis. Now today, we do not associate appendicitis with devils, do we? Do we at all? I don't think you'll ever go to a doctor, any modern doctor, with appendicitis, and they go, you got a devil. But appendicitis is what Smith had. And he had refused to go to the doctor Refused to go to the doctor And it actually had gangrened on him It had gangrened on him So when, they, when the doctor finally did come And they saw the situation He says He won't even survive a trip to the hospital He waited too late This is impossible Smith has to die Well that's a pretty bad diagnosis So Smith is laying there after the doctor leaves and this couple comes it's a woman and a young man i don't know much about them he doesn't say much about them but they come in and where where is he and well he's upstairs in the bed and we'll try and word this the way smith did it so this man and the woman come into my room and bef- and he, this man immediately jumps on the bed and before i can tell him that i don't have a devil he cast out the devil out of me And I rose up healed. So healed, I went downstairs and said, Has any work orders come in? Well, yeah, we've got some plumbing business here for you. Okay, he grabbed the first one, grabbed his tools, and left. Later on, the doctor came by to check on him again and said, Where is he? He went to work. He'll never make it home alive. I have been over that in my mind over and over and over again because in our modern thinking we would never cast out a devil to heal appendicitis.
1: Yet obviously.
0: So in that same lesson maybe not that same in in one of the readings I did this week with that in my mind Smith Wigglesworth says people accuse me of equating every sickness with the devil. He says, I'll just, re- I'll just reply like this. You are never wrong. You are never wrong to equate sickness with a devil. Cast it out. Treat it like it has a personality. Talk to it. Command it to go because it is subject unto you. He had a revelation of the authority really and power that he had when he spoke in the name of Jesus. And he learned it from that, we don't even know the young man's name. Probably lost the history. We'll probably never know. the. Would it never have been Smith Wigglesworth Ministries had it not been for that old woman and young man? And we don't even know their names. How many thousands are in heaven? Because they obeyed God and cast that devil out of him. Smith never did go to the doctor to have the appendix. Anything done with the appendix? When the devil left? The sickness left. Dear Lord, we have something to learn. See, I'd rather listen to men that made it work than all these ones that tell you it won't work. I like reading after those guys. But I thought I mean Yes, sir. Again, I've I've mentioned this in previous messages too, and I'm not going to keep you long today. But he's not through with that teaching that he began in me called Be, Be Salt. Remember when Jesus said, You are the light of the world, you are the salt of the earth. The reason America is in the trouble it's in today is the church did not know what that meant. And he started explaining to me By showing me a vision. Uh, My wife is a great cook. People that don't even like turkey, they like Sue's turkey. Angie is a great cook. She makes her turkeys now. Excellent turkey. You say, I don't like turkey. I bet you'd like Angie's. Good. But in this vision, it happened to be Sue, because I've watched her prepare those turkeys to go into the oven it's a process first you got to thaw the thing out then you got to take out the stuff that's in there and then the seasonings come and boys there's this and that and this and that and all the rubbing and get it all and the whole turkey but in this vision in this vision I saw her just salting one turkey leg one turkey leg was well salted rest of the bird no salt that's a bird you're not going to like. (laughs) Everybody be fighting over one leg. (laughs) And he said, that's what the church has done. They've holed up in churches and salted themselves and let America go without my gospel. And again, this goes right along with Alan's message. Most people equate promotion to pulpit ministry. And that's not at all what Jesus meant. No, you're to be salt. You're to bring the life and the flavor of Christ out into the world. If there are ten people on a job, let's say a factory job, they're just making trash bags, okay? They're just making, on an assembly line, ten of them, they're making trash bags. And not one of them is a Christian. But they have a layoff. Or somebody, let's just say one of them retires. And you, you get hired in the place. You're the only Christian. One Christian, nine unbelievers. Jesus is trusting you to be the salt. Now, it doesn't mean you have to pass out tracts to them every day. It doesn't mean you have to even uh, beat them over the head with scriptures every day. I like what one one, uh, minister said many centuries ago. It says, preach the gospel every day. When necessary, use words. you got to live a, they've got to see a different life in you than what's in them. See, that flavorful turkey leg is what, I want more turkey. Well, they need to get a taste of Christ in you. And then they're going to want more. They're going to want the gospel. Eventually, they're going to ask you, they're going to start coming to you. I like how Alan says, and I don't mean to get him in trouble, but he, he's like the pastor, what do you call it? The rehabilitation place, the training place where you go and they're helping with the physical things. Well, slowly, I mean, obviously, Alan is not an evangelist, okay? But Alan, he's like a slow burn pastor. You know, you give him six months with people, he'll get them all born again. They'll all start going to church, or the vast majority, but it's a slow burn. It takes a while. But see, wherever he he goes, even if it's a secular rehabilitation, I mean, they're good people. They're trying to help people and help them get back on their feet and everything, but if they're lost, they're lost. A a doctor who's lost is just as lost as a wino on the street that's lost. Doesn't, doesn't matter. Well, when he sends, you know, and God did not put this on Alan in order to season that place, Okay. It's just whatever happens in life, wherever you are, be salt. Be light. So they... God... I don't know how many people worked there, but Alan was the salt. And before it's over, they want him to be the speaker of that graduating class. That's... Yes, sir. A good example from my life, how uh, Sue and I were heathen to the core... When uh, we were in the real estate business, we were making good money. We had a, a people admired our marriage. We, even back then, they would say we, we want our marriage to be like you guys. And we were trying. I don't think either one of I don't think we'd have made it at all without Jesus for forty five years. But uh, we we dressed right, we had money, and we had brand new cars, and we had a house in the right part of town, and and everything was was uh, going pretty good. Trouble only one trouble, lost as we could be. Worked hard and played hard. I was a semi-functional alcoholic uh, for many years. Uh, I didn't do anything so illegal as to go to prison, but I walked that line as close as I could because I was out to get your money. <laughs> tell you right now. You, I had a magic trick for you I'll show you how your money can become my money. Uh, magic man. <clears throat> and uh, y'all just don't even know who Jesus started with, I'm telling you. But God sent salt in there in the form of Michael Muccio. Now to my, really to the best, now we did have one believer in the place named Jean Kreiner. I think she's probably surely gone on to be with the Lord now. If you haven't, I love you and I'm sorry I said that. (laughs) Jean Kreiner now was kind of, she was, boy, she was not ashamed of the gospel. She was uh, probably twice our age at the time. And... Just to give you an idea of who Gene Kreiner was, and I used to ha- before I got saved, I used to have these migraine headaches that would just, you ever seen the Looney Tunes at the end, you know, and the, the black circle thing closes? That's the way it would be. And it would just, I would get tunnel vision and it was like it's just black. And I mean, I was, I couldn't function. And one day I was sitting in the lobby of the real estate office, just, I couldn't do anything in my office. I just come out there where there's a little more light and I'm just sitting there holding my head and Gene Kreiner comes walking by. And she said, Are you having another one of those headaches? I said, Oh, Gene, it's just killing me. It's just killing me. She said, Do you mind if I pray for you? And I, I'm thinking, I, mean, I was raised Baptist, okay? I'm thinking when she gets home and when she thinks of me, she'll offer up a nice little prayer to Jesus, you know, Lord, or would you, you know, that's what I'm thinking. She says, Do you mind if I pray for you? I said, Gene, if you think it'll help, yeah, I'll, I'll yes, pray for me. <laughs> well, she had another way of praying. <laughs> She come right over, put her hand right on my head. Now in the lobby of the real estate office and the girls on the phone are going, and Sue was one of them. I command you foul spirit in the name of Jesus Christ, you come out of him and don't you ever go into her again. She took her hand off, went, that did it and went on out to her car. <laughs> and we're all like, and then I went, wait, it's gone. It's gone. And to this day, I've never had one of those again. I've never had one again. Now, that got my attention. See, that happened before Michael Muccio came. Because Gene was always preaching to us. (laughs) Uh, Anyway. I I could have Gene stories. We could be here another hour. love that woman. Now... (laughs) We tried to avoid her pretty much then, (laughs) but we did. So anyway, here comes Michael along, and I've told you, I'm not going to belabor the story. He he comes in as salt, see. And uh, he's wanting to teach the Richer Life course. for. He had been uh, through Zig Ziglar's training program. I knew who Zig was. He was a motivational speaker, good Christian man, but a motivational speaker. And so I basically hired Michael, as you know to uh, to teach the Richer Life course to our agents. I had 60 agents under me. And uh, Michael did a good job. Now, he didn't lie to us. He taught the Richer Life course, and he taught it well. But what he did do, he would throw in, I call them now, little commercials for God. Now, if you can picture 60 agents, we're in a class, and Michael's teaching, and it, boy, he'll give us a real good one, something from Zig Ziglar's. So Michael did what he said he would do and he taught the Richer Life course, but he he would teach something really good. Now here's sixty agents, okay? He he would teach something really good. And we'd all go, Man, yeah, that is good. And then he'd throw in his commercial, he said, Well, you know, Zig Zig it is good, but he said Zig Zigger didn't originate that. That's a God idea. That that's as old as the Bible. And we'd go, What? Well he just turned to Proverbs or Psalms or wherever it was, you know. And Show us that principle out of the Bible. It did get our attention. He's, what's he doing? Salting. He's salting, see. Now, long story short, he, he, you know, where he finally got me, of course, you've got to remember, I, I had a drug problem as a little boy. I got drugged to church Sunday morning. I got drugged to church Sunday night. I got drugged to church Wednesday night. I grew up in church, is what I'm saying. So he said, uh, he taught this principle. He said, you know, God himself, he wants every one of you to be blessed financially, to be healthy, and to have a really sound and content mind. And I went, Michael, that's the same things I want. What do you, where, how can you say something like that? If there's a verse like that in the Bible, Surely I would have heard it growing up all those years in church. But he just took his Bible, opened it, handed it to me. Beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. And I went like this. What kind of Bible is this? <laughs> King James. Same kind I'd always been around my whole life. And he said, "Gary." I said, "I said I have to confess, I absolutely did not know that was in the Bible." He said, "Gary, there's probably a lot of things you don't know are in the Bible." <laughs> and real gently, he did it. He didn't do it sarcastic. He said, real gently, he said, "Now I teach a, I teach a Bible study at my apartment complex in the club room every Thursday night. If you want to come, it's free." You know. Well, he had me there. You know the story. We started going. And if I do anything, I jump in with both feet. And six months later, he had sown enough of the word. I got salted. <laughs> now, out of the 60, and I hope my numbers are still pretty correct. Again, this happened over 40 years ago. I think, if I remember right, roughly 25 out of the 60 got saved. 25 out of the 60. I took a survey many years later the married couples that were still together because some of them were married then, you know. The only ones who were still together, the only ones were the ones who had gotten saved in that Bible study. All the rest of them had got divorced. Now some of them got divorced that did go to the Bible study but there was none of them still together that did not go. See Salt, Now that started affecting Sue and I in every way possible in our lives. Now we become salt. I'm being salt today. It just so happened in my case, he did call me to a pulpit ministry. But see, what if he hadn't? What if I'm, what if I'm still out on the road driving those trucks, which I tell him all the time, I'm still able. <laughs> I love that job. I love this job too. What am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to be salt in the trucking world. Every one that I meet, everywhere I go, salt, 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 salt. If they, if they don't see something different in me than what's in them, they're not going to want what I have. Well, listen, if all you ever eat is the bland turkey, you take one bite out of that salted leg turkey, you're going to want that kind. See, we've got to have enough salt in us where it makes people want what we have. But you've got to be willing to share. You're not an evangelist, but you're salt. Amen? You might be an evangelist. Now, I want to do a little salting on the online right now. now I, this also is for here, too. I, I know pretty much everybody here, not every single person, but... Listen, if you're here today, or you're watching, whether it's today or sometime in the future, if you don't know for sure that you're born again, that you're a born-again child of God, uh, that can be rectified in the next two or three minutes. Because Jesus said salvation comes with great assurance. You can know and know that you know, and they they can't beat it out of you with rifle butts, as Pastor Dave used to say. And the message is simple. Jesus is the Son of God. He never committed sin. He came to earth as a man, never committed sin. Yet he became the Lamb of God. He, he died, even though he was sinless, he died in your place to pay the price for your sin and to give you the opportunity to receive him as your Lord and Savior. And you get, literally get born again. You get a new spirit from Christ on the inside of you. And, and it empowers you to change your life. And Romans ten says, he say, well, say I've sinned too much. I, I don't think he'll take me. Listen, it. Romans ten says, whosoever, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now listen, it also says in Romans ten that if you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, why is that important? He raised him from the dead because the price had been paid. See, it shows your faith. If God raised him from the dead, then the price has been paid. You've been set free. If you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, and say with your mouth that he's your Lord, and none of us know exactly what all that means when we start, but you surrender to him is what it means. It says if you'll do that, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, say with your mouth he is your Lord, you shall be saved. Hallelujah. Now, most people in this room are already saved, but we're going to we're going to we're going to say the sinner's prayer with you. Now, you got to mean it from your heart. Aren't you tired of living without Him? Aren't you tired? Boy, I got so tired. I I know what it is to be lost.
1: I know what it is to be lost.
0: And you can be very successful in the world and be so lost. I I was. But I know now what it is to be found. I know what it is to be born again. And there is no comparison between the two. The first path leads to eternal separation from God. The second path leads to always being in eternity with Him. Say this, if you want to be born again and know it for sure, say this with me. Let's all say it together. Say, Father, I've heard your gospel today. I know that Jesus is your son. He is the spotless lamb. I know that he died in my place. The punishment that I deserved, he took it upon himself. Father, forgive me. I'm asking you, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Make me a brand new creature. I believe with all my heart you've been raised from the dead. And from this day forward, you are my Lord. Whatever you say, that's what I do. Now I thank you Lord that I have called upon the name of Jesus. I am a whosoever and I am saved and I thank you that I'm saved. Now, Father, I'm asking to fill me with your Holy Spirit. Fill me, Lord, to the brim, overflowing. And I expect to speak with other tongues as you give the utterance. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The
1: kingdom of God is available.
0: The kingdom of God is available. In every area of your life He'll help you with your children He'll help you with your finances He'll help you With your body if you need healing But He also needs us to surrender to Him He has a calling and a place for you in the body Surrender to Him Seek Him with all your heart you'll find Him And He'll lead you Into His perfect will for your life Hallelujah If you prayed that prayer God bless you Welcome to the family of God. Hallelujah. Don't forget, this is a revival of presence. Just turn your heart towards him again just for a moment. Let's just make sure. I want to make sure he's through. We
1: love you, Lord. A little louder, Brenda, if you can rora sinke kai andate lebre cum acqua rora mi quei ora maranda le kai andora loco sinka rame este frate see there's that presence again do you feel it from that east that echo
0: let's stand again for a moment everybody stand just for a moment Fro o seen da kai
1: andora de kai we love you lord we're going to finish like we started lord we love you, Lord. We praise you. We worship you. We magnify you. We glorify you. We love you. We praise you. We praise you. Glory, 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 glory to your name. We, we worship you, Lamb of God. We worship you, Lamb of God. We worship with our understanding. We sing with our understanding. We sing with our spirit, Lord. Oh, underi Handlele, frara karya, mori andoroloki andori. Handlele, kuai shai ande. We love you, Lord. We bless your name, Lord. Kandorobu kuai kuai ando. Handera shi kuai kuai andera Oh, we love you, Lord. Prare ando. Oh, we love you, Lord. Now, Stacy's going to use her voice where you
0: don't have to listen to me. Let's just go out this way. Listen to him. If you need healing, just receive it now in your body. If you need a word from him, listen. He will speak to you. Receive. Let's, let's worship him in spirit and in truth. Stacy, go ahead mm oh.
1: love you we thank you we appreciate you father
2: most of all we love